The summer solstice is not the time for perihelion. Summer in the northwestern hemisphere takes place at a time when the Earth is further away from the sun. This fact is one of many examples of the truism that things are not always what they seem. But who scrutinizes the adage? Either way, or whatever, it's June 21st, 2023, and this is another edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. On today's program, a brief rundown of the results in yesterday's Democratic primary election. Charlottesville City Council accepts $5 million from UVA for two streetscape projects, and Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook predicts an emergency council meeting later this month. In today's first Patreon-supported shout-out, one Patreon supporter wants you to know that Charlottesville now has an e-bike lending library. E-bikes are a great way to get around the community, but there are many brands and styles to choose from. Because many e-bikes are sold online, it can be a challenge to try one out before buying it. The Charlottesville e-bike lending library is a free, not-for-profit service working to expand access to these vehicles in the area. They have a small collection of e-bikes that are lent out to community members for up to a week for free. You can experience your daily commute, go grocery shopping, or even bike your kids to school. Decide whether e-bikes are right for you. Check out the service at ebikelibraryseville.org. Election results now from the Democratic primary from yesterday. In the area's most expensive race, Senator Creed Deeds is the winner. He won the Democratic primary for the new Senate District 11. Deeds defeated Delegate Sally Hudson with 51.5% of the vote, cast according to unofficial results from the Virginia Department of Elections. Deeds won a majority of votes in Albemarle County, Amherst County, Louisa County, and Nelson County, but Hudson won Charlottesville by over 1,000 votes, or 56.73% of the vote. Deeds raised nearly $1.2 million for the race as of June 8, 2023, according to the Virginia Public Access Project. Hudson raised $869,138 through the same period. The winner will now face Republican Philip Hamilton and Independent Haraya Guerrero in the November 7th election. Hudson's loss means her career in the General Assembly will end, for now, after four years. Challenging deeds created an open seat in the House District 54, which saw a three-way primary race. Albemarle School Board Chair Katrina Coulson won nearly 47% of the vote against former Charlottesville Mayor Dave Norris and former City Council candidate Bellamy Brown. Coulson is also a deputy city attorney for the city of Charlottesville. She won majorities in both Charlottesville and Albemarle County. Norris got 33.88% of the vote, and Brown got 19.26%. Those numbers could change as these are unofficial counts. No independent or Republican candidates appear to have come forward in this race. In the other legislative primary, former Charlottesville School Board member Amy Lawfer has won a decisive victory over Kellen Squire in House District 55. Both candidates had previously been unsuccessful Democratic nominees for legislative races in the past, but Lawfer is now the party's choice for an open seat with nearly 70% of the vote in yesterday's primary. 
She placed third in a race for two city council seats in 2017. Two years later, she lost a close race against Republican Bryce Reeves in 2019 for Senate District 17. Lawford was first elected to the Charlottesville School Board in 2011 and 2015. She'll now face a Republican candidate. Both Steve Harvey and Reed Werning are listed as candidates on the Virginia Public Access Project, which means they've filed some paperwork. But Harvey made a public announcement on Monday and is claiming to be the GOP nominee. Political newcomer Natalie Oshrin received the most votes in a five-way race for three slots on Charlottesville City Council on the November ballot. Oshrin was on a short list of candidates that City Council interviewed for the vacancy, created earlier this year when former Councillor Sina McGill resigned in January. Council ended up selecting Leah Perrier to fill out McGill's term, and Perrier opted not to run for a full term. Oshrin was the only applicant for the vacancy to enter the campaign for the race to join incumbents Michael Payne and Lloyd Snook on the November ballot. Provisional ballots have yet to be counted, but as of this morning, Oshrin has 4,943 votes, with Payne getting 4,725. Snook placed third with 4,329 votes. Deshad Cooper had dropped out of the House District 54 race to focus on a city council bid and came away with 2,871 votes. Former city councilor Bob Benwick lost the nomination for re-election in 2017 when he placed third behind Amy Lawfer and Heather Hill. This time, he came in fifth. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement goes out to Camp Albemarle, which has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every fourth and fifth grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleva.org slash donate. Two very quick stories on this very quick edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Charlottesville City Council has officially accepted $5 million from the University of Virginia to pay for the cost of two streetscape projects. The approval of the donation came last night with a second reading on the council's consent agenda. Council had the first reading on June 7th of a resolution to reroute the money from its original intent. Here's Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders. UVA uh, made a commitment to donate $5 million to the city uh, in support of the West Main uh, streetscape. Uh, And once that project was canceled, they brought into question whether or not that commitment would be uh, upheld. The commitment came in the form of a March 2018 letter from Pat Hogan, UVA Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at the time, to then Charlottesville City Manager Maurice Jones. Both have since moved on, and Sanders said he was able to renegotiate with UVA's current leaders. 
they made the commitment to follow through with that $5 million uh, in association or in conjunction with the work that I've done with our team uh, with VDOT and making sure that our portfolio has been sufficiently rebooted uh, to get things moving, get projects done. Sanders briefed counsel on those efforts at a work session in May of 2022. He said this $5 million will help to address shortfalls on other projects. Some uh, discovery was found in regards to our budgets being out of whack for the Emmett Streetscape and Fontaine Avenue Streetscapes. Uh, This $5 million uh, coming through will actually make it possible for both of those projects to come back in line budget-wise to ensure that they move forward. Both projects are located within areas where UVA is expanding or plans to expand their footprint in the community. For instance, there's a major biotechnology institute planned for Fontaine Research Park, and the Emmett Ivy Corridor will be home to several new buildings, including the Virginia Guest House, the Karsh Institute of Democracy, and the School of Data Science. Plans show room for many more. City Councilor Michael Payne thanked staff for securing the money and called it a hard-fought battle. I still think it's quite unfortunate that it's a hard-fought battle and on the part of UVA considered largesse to have given $5 million to a project that primarily benefits them while still not paying property tax to the tune of $15 million a year, but we'll leave that alone. Payne is an advocate of changing policies to require the University of Virginia to make a payment in lieu of property taxes. As a state agency, UVA is exempt from both local taxation authority and local land use regulations. You can learn more about UVA's future growth in the June 18th edition of this newsletter. I was going to put that onto Information Charlottesville, but I ran out of time today. Thank you for bearing with that. I will have more from last night's city council meeting later on in the week. It's the last regularly scheduled meeting until July 17th, as council usually takes off one meeting in the summer. Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook noted this fact at the end of the meeting and then had this to say. Now, the next regularly scheduled meeting, I I should tell folks that councillors have talked about perhaps having one quick emergency meeting by Friday or something because there are a couple of issues that we may need to to try to resolve more promptly. But I'll leave everybody in suspense about what that might be. That meeting is not scheduled as of publication time. One remaining issue is the appointment of a city manager. Council has met in closed session several times to interview several candidates. Keep an eye on the calendar. And that's it for this quick version of the program with election results. Thanks to all the candidates for running and all the election workers for doing their jobs. I'll keep doing my job of bringing people as much information as possible about what happens at local government and what's already been decided. I've got a knack for this. If you'd like to support this work and to help me on my quest to expand, please consider a paid subscription. Someone signed up the other day at the $200 a year level, which gives them the The power power to add add shoutouts, should they choose. And I get an extra $200 from Ting, who matches all initial Substack contributions. More on Ting in a second. You can also unlock shoutouts with a particular Patreon tier. Which one? Go check out that page. 
And if you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code COMMUNITY, you're going to get free installation, a second month for free, and a $75 gift card to the downtown mall. Goodbye, farewell, we'll be back again one day.